Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. My name is Joe, aka Joe, the Wellness Curator, and this is the Obsidian Mindset Podcast, where we are redefining what wellness means to you. This is episode four, my relationship with the coins. So let's just jump right into it with our quote and affirmations. So as you know, I like to start each day off right, personally, with a meditation or a quote or affirmation. Like I stated before, it's really just about setting the vibe, you know what I mean? Uh, to me, usually whenever I uh, just wake up in the morning, I really want to start the day off right with a quote. And, you know, it really shows itself throughout the day, right? Whatever the, whatever quote I have, somehow it always relates back to something I'm going through or I will need that quote to get through the day because, you know, life be life and people be. Musa. Hmm, OK, <laughs> but anyway, the affirmation for today is everything I want and need comes to me with amazing speed and at the right time. One more time. Everything I want and need comes to me with amazing speed and at the right time. Now, right now, I want you to continue breathing in and out. Just be present for a second. Stay with me for 30 seconds, y'all. I know you have the option to turn it fast forward or to even turn it off. But I want you to give yourself 30 seconds here. Be present. This episode is for you. This section is for you. So if you don't use any of your time today to put into yourself, pour into yourself, do it for the next 30 seconds. So just breathe in for four. Breathe out for four. Just relax, unclench your jaw, plant your feet, and feel grounded wherever you are. I want you to follow your breath. Inhale for four. Exhale for four. Now say the affirmation again with me. Everything I want and need comes to me with amazing speed and at the right time. Continue to breathe. Follow your breath. Respect your breath. Now I'm sure there are plenty of things you want. And there's no shame in dreaming or thriving, striving for everything you want. You also don't need to limit what you want because someone says it's too much or it's impossible. Let me tell you now, you deserve it. If it's a new house, if it's a new business, if it's a new, if it's a new client, a new relationship, if it, even if it's a new pelted waist, a deeper relationship with your creator or source, you can and will have it all. It will come and it will come urgently if, it is, if that is what you envision. Now take a second to really stop and visualize what you want. Don't stop at thinking about it. Visualize what you are achieving. Visualize what it actually looks like. Now take it a step further. How does it feel to achieve that goal and to get that thing that you desired? Literally, how does it feel? How would you expect that goal to feel once you achieve it? Inhale for four. 
exhale for four. See it. Be with it. Feel it. It's yours. It's not a matter of if, but when. One more time, y'all. Inhale for four. Exhale for four. Thank y'all for staying with me. Okay, so now that we're grounded, let's talk about the next dimension of wellness. Financial wellness. Yep, I said financial wellness. Nope, there's no machine in the gym that can help you with this, but that does not make it any less important. You feel me? Financial wellness involves the process of learning how to successfully manage financial expenses. Even if we are talking solely about the act of using money to buy, let's say, a gym membership or gym equipment, that's financial wellness. Some people like to say, oh, that's why that's why I like to run. It's free. Well, my friend, let's break that mindset right now. Let's break it down because, you know, even sneakers cost money. Right. So let's just take a step back and, and, and realize that there's more than that. Right. There's more than when it comes to financial wellness. Money plays such a critical role in our lives and not having enough or thinking that we're lacking impacts our health like literally like physically mentally emotionally financial stress is repeatedly found to be a common source of stress anxiety fear right keeping track of finances and keeping track of expenses making a budget and sticking to it are really important skills that you should have in order to be financially free and independent learning how to maximize your financial wellness now will help you feel more prepared to handle potentially stressful financial situations in the future. Now, it's easier said than done because, you know, I can say that now. I can, you know, I'm I'm all team, you know, track your expenses, make a budget, but I actually, you know, not I'm not the best at it as well. So this is a learning journey for us all. I might be in the field, but that does not mean I know how to make a budget and stick to it, right? That's growth. This is me being authentic with y'all. So, you know, to be honest, I was a little nervous to talk about finances because, you know, I know, I know. But, you know, after a few less, after the last few episodes, I have spoken about a lot. But for some reason, finances was just so, so, I don't know. I, I, I can't pinpoint it. And, and it's weird because I'm, I'm an accountant, right? Um, but hear me out. How many people in your circle, your family, your friends, your community, do you know their salary? How many people in your circle do you know their investment strategy or their financial goal? How many people do you know that they are struggling and they've authentically told you? Okay. How many people do you know that have a winning strategy for finances and they have expressed it and they've told you, they've written it down and you know it by heart and you're going to work on it? I would venture to guess a lot of those answers were either none or not many. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Finances are very personal. So I'll just say that from here, that any tips or tricks I give you or anyone else gives you, and it's very similar to nutrition, it may work for you. It may not. But I think you just have to always take it with a grain of salt and tweak it and personalize it for you. So right now I'm going to speak from the United States and capitalism perspective, but you know, it's also common traits, common characteristics that you can find all over the world. Everyone keeps their money close to their chest, right? 
Um, in this form of capitalism, one thing I will let you know is that I work in it. Similar to a lot of people, we work in the system. And it is very much like a rat race. There's always, like, there's a way where we're expected to compete against each other to get to the top. And it is draining sometimes. It's tiring. There are some amazing studies that note that if there was more transparencies in finances, like salaries at work, there would be less gender and racial disparities. I mean, hello, that makes sense, right? Like, if I can see what Bob and Kristen are making, and we started around the same time, I'm going to have questions, right? The onus is going to be on the company to explain why we are getting paid differently. Um, but, you know, that isn't the case. That's not it. This is a system we're in. And, you know, this is a system that, to me, doesn't value two things, transparency and collectivism. So that creates a system where people are making money dishonestly. People are doing backroom deals and potentially at the expense of someone or a group of someone else, someone's, right? Um, it breathes the idea of I need to get mine or, you know, if I was able to figure this out, and pick myself up by the bootstraps, you should do the same. Now, if you know me, that is one of the quotes I hate. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. First, you know what? Let me not. It is just, it's really dumb. And, you know, the opposite is also true, right? Like when someone is doing amazing techniques, amazing strategies, it's not always shared. Sometimes we just want to keep it to ourselves. Either in fear that it might be not right or, you know, you might get judged or you or you don't want to put it on someone else because you'll feel like you're showing off. Right. Or there's a litany of reasons. But like how many people in your circle do you feel comfortable or do you even trust asking them for financial advice? Or do you feel like you you have to do this alone? Are you holding your cards close to your to your chest because everyone else is? And you don't even know the rules of the damn game. Do you feel like you don't even know where to start? Or do you feel like you're going to be judged? And, you know, we can slowly change that. Generational wealth isn't just leaving money to your children or the next generation. It's also about leaving them with the tools and strategies to generate and maintain and keep those finances. It's so important. People think that generational wealth is just passing on money. But what's the you can't just pass on money. You have to teach them how to use it, to keep it, and to maintain it, right? You see, you hear so many stories about people gaining all this money, and it just goes it goes away within a generation or less, right? Really, really important key. It's about leaving them with the tools, right? You're leaving them with the tools and the strategies as well to change their mindset and to slowly change the system about finances. And it's also about changing our mindset, Right? It's about changing our mindset about finances now and trying to figure out how to change the system that we're in bit by bit because, you know, it's not working for everyone. Right. And it should. It, we, we, all, we all deserve a chance to be in this in this this system. So now that I've said that, I bet you like bet I got my stimmy. I got my Biden bucks. I got my Kamala cash. Let's get this budget and let's make this money. Like I alluded to, budgets and expenses, those are strategies. Before we can even get into strategies, we have to get our mind right. You know, the name of the podcast. I mean, hello, Obsidian Mindset for a reason. Um, so we're just going to have a little dive, uh, a little deeper dive into just some of the other things that we can think about 
some of the other uh, mindsets that we can think about before we get into the strategies. Um, actually, you know, we might not even talk about strategies this episode. We're just going to talk about mindset because, hello, upsetting your mindset. Um, but speaking of diving deeper, let's just get into our next segment. Deep dive questions. All right, let's get into it, y'all. All right, so today's deep dive question is, how does financial wellness come into play when it comes to love, dating, marriage, etc.? Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so go ahead, take some time, write down your answer. You don't have to be crazy, just a couple phrases, a couple things that come to your the top of mind. All right, go, go, go. I hope y'all got some good stuff. So for me, let me use this time to first give you two big ass caveats. One, I am an accountant and let that be a, a testament to my mentality, right? I just need to make sure that's clear. Two, I am single AF. <laughs> I'm going to try to curse not that much right here. Um, I mean, I guess that doesn't need to be said, but you know, I just need to make sure that's said. For whatever reason that I am single, um, hello, no, um, but I think that is a play that plays a really big part into my answer. Um, but I do think that financial wellness is super important. It's key in a relationship, right? I mean, behind infidelity, arguments about money is probably the second. I believe is the second most cited reason for divorces in the U.S. If financial wellness plays such a huge aspect in one's health, like we, like I said before, then why are we so scared to discuss with someone that we're in love with about our finances? Someone that we're breaking bread with and sharing a bed with, right? How can I truly know you if I don't know what your goals are in life? And that includes finances. Now, this doesn't mean I'm going to be asking about your credit score on day one, date one, right? Hello, that's strange. But I will ask you what your financial goals are early in the courtship. Like, imagine you dating someone and you like you like you are personally excited to be a homeowner and they don't want that. Right. Similar to like, you know, we can compare that to kids. Is that a deal breaker? Possibly. So you kind of want to know that early. Now, if you believe in marriage, either from a like spiritual aspect or even as a merger, like I, I told you I was an accountant, so we're going to get back to business, right? Um, you have to look at the finances before you commit to a finalized merger. Like if you want a good merger, you got to look at the finances. Come on. Um, but also in a lot of ways, to me, money isn't even the main issue when we're talking about financial wellness and, and finances, right? In your relationship to money. Because I will tell you, learning how someone interacts with money, their relationship with money, and it, it just shows you a lot about that person, how they show up in their own life, right? And it shows you how they act when money is good and when money is shaky. And either way, you want to see what the person is like in that situation, to me. So all that is all that to say is let's just have that conversation, right? 
I think it's important to even just acknowledge and have that conversation. When you do is up to you, but it needs to be done. And for me, it's usually earlier. All right, so let's go a little deeper. So the next question is, are there any non-negotiables when it comes to a partner? Ooh, okay. I'll give you some time and let's go. get into it um you know i always find it interesting when i hear friends or people talking or tv media celebrities that he or she if they're gonna date me they need to make more than me right or they need to provide for me they need to be a breadwinner or in some cases you'll hear oh they need to make sure that i need to date someone that's date that's making less than me right or i need to make sure i'm the breadwinner i need to make sure i'm the provider and to me i personally don't care. I don't go into that. Those, uh, I don't subscribe to those opinions. Um, to me, salary and income aren't determining factors per se, but I mean, there are two characteristics I expect for anyone I'm courting. You ready? Number one is intention and plan. Is this person realistic? Does this person have realistic intentions about their finances? You know what I mean? Like, do they know where their money's coming and going or do they just blow money fast and they're like a quick YOLO, right? Are they realistic about expectations or they're like, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars next year. Say what? Like, you know, I'm all about affirm affirmation visualization. I'm all about highest possibility. I'm all about, you know, asking and receiving. But come on, come on. We also have to be realistic and we also have to have a plan, right? Um, and, you know, I think this is key. Because I think there are some people that say if the person has, uh, let's, a, a crazy number of debt, like just insert a number, I don't know, I won't date them, right? I, I've heard this before. Um, because they feel like that means that the person does not have control of their finances. But guess what? That's not the case in a lot of situations, right? School is expensive. We're, we It is so expensive and we are all... A lot of people are of that age where like they've come from this new space of like loans have been really expensive the last couple of years. Debt is super common. And I think we should be speaking about it more. Right. It's not we should start to destigmatize. And this is in case Biden is listening to this or someone from the administration listen to this. Y'all better cancel that debt. Y'all better cancel that debt. I think he's saying he's talking about 50K. Cancel it. Why? You don't need we don't need it here. Um. But I would rather a partner say, I have 100K in debt, but this is my plan to get rid of it over the next five to eight years or whatever, than someone that has 3K in debt, barely remembers, barely cares, interest is coming everywhere, and they believe it's going to work out, work itself out, right? The money isn't the issue at that point. It is, it's a thing, right? It is there. It's a tool, but the mindset around it is the bigger thing for me. Once again, in my opinion, you learn a lot about a person when you talk about and you look at their relationship with money and their mindset with money. Now, you ready for the second characteristic? For me, it's transparency. Come on. I mean, 
I think this is the second time I've mentioned transparency this episode. So clearly it's a thing. Honestly, this goes way beyond money, right? But finances is super key. I remember, (laughs) yo, I remember going to a barbecue a few years back, my friend's barbecue, and it was a married couple there and they were talking. I think they were ended up talking about finances. I don't know how we got to finances, but for some reason, when you talk to finance people in a space, somehow we always get back to fashion. We always get back to finances in some fashion. Um, so they were explaining about some trips they were taking. And I think they have a house and a car. You know, they were living that life. They, were, they, they knew they had it. But, you know, what struck me was that one said, yeah, I don't know how much he makes. And I don't know what's in his bank account. And he doesn't know what I make. Because and I was like, I, he, I wish, I wish you saw my face. I was like, what is going on? What? And he was like, you know, and it was like, if if you ever had a conversation with me and you've seen my facial expressions, you know I can't hide it. Because once it comes into my mind, the facial expression, it goes to my face and I can't control it. Um, so you know what I did. I just asked a few probing questions because, you know, accountant. Um, And it really confused me. Like in my head, all I could think about was, so you're telling me you could be living with a drug kingpin and not know it. Have you not saw? Have you not seen Ozark? Have you not seen Breaking Bad? Don't you have questions? Or maybe I'm the one who just questions. Maybe I just asked too many questions. But you got me all the way effed up. If you think you're going to have me on the news being that spouse Looking like Bobo the Fool, Boo the Fool, acting like I didn't know what was going on in my own roof. And I'm an accountant. I would look like a fool. So, no, that's not happening on this part. Um, but they basically were like, as long as everything's paid for, we're okay. And, you know, I mean, unless you're, I guess unless you're filing married and separate or like single file, like I still, it, how is it possible that you don't know unless you're actively trying to hide or you're tr- you're intentionally trying to separate your finances. I don't know. Sounds weird to me. I, but, you know, I had a lot of questions more. I had a lot more questions. But I ended up just leaving it alone because I am not the third person in their marriage, right? It's none of my business. As Tabitha Brown says, because that's your business, right? But I do think it's very crazy how we could sometimes... we could, It's easier to talk about... It's easier to have an open conversation about our deepest secrets about our sexual kinks or our sexual our sexual preferences about our dreams our guilty pleasures after the first date or encounter but it is so hard to talk about finances especially you know and some people never have this conversation even after marriage um but at the end of the day even if we're talking about dating or marriage it isn't all about your partner's relationship with money, right? It's about yours. How do you look at finances and your relationship with money will determine how you show up. At the end of the day, money is just a tool. It's a powerful tool, but it is just a tool. How you wield it and how you view it is where a lot of the power comes. So let's talk a little bit about our relationship with money, why don't we? So let's dig into it. Because before we can even think about securing the bag, you know, I had a bag pun, but I'll just go leave it alone. You know, <laughs> um, if we're not, if 
you can't secure the bag if you're going to blow it blow it all before you even get it right like you got to be able to really know what your mindset is before you can really get into it so all that to say let's talk about it all right so we set our affirmations we laid the groundwork with a little finance talk we answered the questions about dating and money or relationships and money but what about our own relationship with money right how would you describe your relationship with money right now is it toxic is it one out of desperation is it one of growth and positivity is it avoidant is it out of sight out of mind is it restrictive and oppressive is it a loose aloof is it obsessive am i hitting too close to home or maybe you just don't think about it at all or often honestly whatever the relationship is don't hold any judgment around it just acknowledge it and figure out a strategy that will either shift your mindset or figure out a strategy that would complement the mindset that you're in right now so boom for me Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, I used to say I was fiscally responsible. <laughs> okay, okay. That's that. That was a nice way of putting it. Um, honestly, my friends used to call me cheap as hell. That's 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 the gist of it. Honestly and truly, if I could save a coin, I would. Story brand everything. I mean, I still love me a nice store brand. I lived at home until I was like in my late 20s, which no shade. That was a really good strategy. And if you have the opportunity and the option to and you can chip in, go for it. Right. I was all house drinks, everything. OK, so maybe that choice I regret because there were a lot of headaches and a lot of hangovers that could have been avoided. Um, but anyway, over the years, even as I started my professional career at a, a big accounting firm, I always focused on the money I didn't have, right? Instead of what I did have, I focused on the lack. There were a few factors that would come into play, um, but from my upbringing to in a Jamaican immigrant household to seeing around, seeing just seeing the, the people around me or my community, what happens when you blew money too fast, I, re, I refused to let that be me. So what happened? My internal solution was to fix it by going and going and going into the extreme in the opposite direction. Um, and, you know, it seemed like it was working. The money was stacking, but I was still focused on the lack. I was focused on what if I was what if I didn't have it right? I was focused on the what if and what's going to happen. I was focused on not having enough. There is a name for this. It's called the scarcity mindset, right? The scarcity, a scarcity mindset is when you focus on what you're lacking instead of what you have or what you could have. Um, scarcity means you believe you never have enough money. Money is quote unquote tight. Uh, you can't do things in your life because you don't have enough money. You believe money is there to protect you and you want more of it or you either hoard it because you think it can keep you safe or spend it because you'll run out of it in the future, right? You feel bad when you log into your bank account. You choose to make your debt mean something bad to you. You have shame around it, right? You think you have, um, you think you have to work hard to make more money. And that time and energy are what creates money, right? You don't love or even like money. There's just never enough. 
See, these are these are all a part of a mindset. This is a mindset and it has nothing to do with the actual money in the bank account. So you could see now I didn't have all of these characteristics, right? But you know, I had a few of them and you could see where this might be a winning strategy. This might work. This might help for the short period of time, but there is also some problematic things when I'm thinking like this, right? And it's like I was it was working for me until it wasn't. Right. It wasn't until my late 20s that when I realized that this mindset had to change, it wasn't until I read like The Alchemist um, by Paulo, I believe his name, Cowell, Cullo, Cullo, um, as well as some other uh, books. Um, there, what is the um, the richest man in Babylon? Um, there was I did a lot of journaling, a lot of reading, a lot of reflecting. And, you know, I was able to shift my mindset to one of abundance. Uh, you know, that book, it really did. So I'm talking about the alchemist. That book really showed me that I was living a life of scarcity and in fear and not necessarily only about money. Right. There was a lot of other components, but just this fear just looming over my life. And there was an amazing quote. He said, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. And that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dream. Now, my first reaction was this can be applied to anything, anything for going with your dreams. Yes, it sucks to fail, right? It sucks to suffer. But the fear, the acting of fear of the suffering before it even happens sucks more, right? So do you see how having a scarce mindset can be limiting, right? By me focusing on what I don't have, I don't even have space to focus on the things I can possibly get. Right. There is no room to imagine money and wealth coming to me because I'm thinking about the money and wealth I don't have. So that is when I wanted to shift my mindset to being a more abundant. So what does that mean? What? Because I've said abundant a few times. What, what like what does that mean? Um, abundant means that there's always enough. There's enough money. There's enough resources. There's enough for all of us. Right. This is exact. You have the exact amount of money that right now that you're supposed to have. You believe that value is cre- you believe value creates money, not time. Right. There is enough money for you and for everyone else. Someone else is making money does not limit the amount of money you make. I think that's really important to acknowledge again that someone else making money does not limit the amount of money you get to make. Um, that you're responsible for creating and having Money, not your partner, not your parents, not the new business course, not society, not the government. Um, but you, you love that you're responsible for creating it. So what does that mean? All right, bet. Abundant means there is enough. There's enough money. There's always going to be enough money. There's enough resources for all of us. There that we you have the exact amount of money that you're supposed to have right now, but you have the possibility to have more. Right. It's not off the table. You believe that value creates money, not time. Right. There's enough money for you and everyone else. Everyone else is making money does not limit the amount of money you get to make. You're responsible for creating and having money. You know, you're responsible for protecting yourself. Money's not responsible for protecting you. It's your mind that creates money and protects you. It's not money's job. And, you know, I I just want to add the caveat that this is, once again, a mentality and a mindset you do. We and this is where we can also talk about inequities and um, things of that nature that do play a part. Right. But you can still have that mindset. Right. 
And, you know, I know it might sound cheesy and just it might sound corny, but, you know, it is a life changing uh, mindset or a shift that you can make. Like I noted before, capitalism has a lot of scarcity involved. It's often feels like there isn't enough for all of us. Right. So let me get mine. And if you get money, that means I just lost the bag, right? It's either me or you. Someone has to get it and let me chase it first, right? Nah, that's literally not how it works. There's literally enough for all of us. And if we all change our mindset around that, that would decrease the amount of inequity so much. And I know that's far-fetched and I know that's a that may seem like a dream, but you know, it only takes a few of us or a lot of us or it, just a few of us changing our mindset a little bit, right? That's why I speak so much about collectivism. Like when I think about my ancestors and I think about them working together as a community or a village to make it, make sure that we're all okay, making sure the kids are okay, make sure the, uh, the elders are okay. Even if there was trials and tribulations that happened to the village, we weathered it together. That's abundance. That is something we should be striving for. So how can you start shifting your mindset? That is my question to you today. How can you start being more abundant? Even if we're not talking about money, even if we're not talking about finances, how could you be more abundant in your life every day? How can you make it that everyone wins? These are the questions I have for you. It only takes a small mindset. Like I said, it only takes not a small mindset. It only takes a small shift in your mindset to create generational changes, to change generational curses and traumas and change the, and change the trajectory that word always gets me, change the trajectory for not only yourself, but your family, your friends, and your community. So let's get it. So with that being said, I am going to welcome you to the last segment of the episode. Per usual, it is our actions and count and accountability prompt. We set the groundwork, we set the intentions, we did a deep reflection, we did some visualization, we just got it all in today. Um, But now it's time to get to that action, right? We can't just stay in our heads, we have to do something about it. Um, So let's see how we can improve our wellness um, a little bit at a time, one day at a time. So today's prompt, today's action prompt is, I want you to create a list of goals for one year, five year, and 10 years in the future, financial goals. Don't think small. Don't think scarce. Go big. Be abundant. And that's it. That's all. That's the goal. That's 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 the prompt. That's my that's my uh, that's my call to action. Um, but with that said, let's wrap things up. I have to go take care of myself and I know you have to take care of you. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. It's been a blast again. As I say, I am big on collectivism. I said that four times this episode. So please, please, please subscribe to Apple. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate and leave a review. It will be so, so helpful. It helps people find the podcast. It helps people listen and get to grow and create this community. Um, feel free to share with your friends, your mama, your baby mama, your great grandmama. Everyone gets to get this work. Everyone gets to get a gem or two. Um, please feel free to follow me on my personal IG at Joe the Wellness Curator. Not Joe.com, but at Joe, Joe the Wellness Curator and the podcast IG at Obsidian Mindset. 
Um, you can also email me at joe at definedbyobsidian.com with anything. Feel free to hit me up with questions, comments, concerns. You just want to talk, talk, talk that ish. Just you can just email me. Um, I am so so also. Let me let me give you let me let me take the time to like speak about this. I'm so excited that we just started launching Morning Accountability Crew. That's the Mac MAC. Um, so basically what this is is just a little bit of fun, a little bit of joy and accountability in the morning. So I know you're gonna be like, do I have to work out in the morning? Now, if that's what you're asking, um, it's up to you. I would say yes, but you know what that is not what this podcast is about. That is not what my message has been about 100%. Um, it's really about what does wellness look like for you in the morning? Some people work out better in the morning, but some people need to be doing other things in the morning, right? Mac is about really focusing on wellness that works for you in the morning. So that mean, that might mean working out. That might mean studying. Do you, do you need to be studying for an exam? Let's hold you accountable. It might be meditating. It might mean dancing and twerking. Twerking is wellness too. Okay, you get a little sweat, you get a little twerk, come on. Is it yoga? Is it journaling and writing? Is it praying and it's a spiritual time? Basically, whatever wellness means to you, at the end of the day, wellness is yours, right? It's yours, so you get to dictate it. So that's what we're doing. We're cultivating that community in the morning, so feel free to reach out, reach us at the IGs. That's where we'll be in the stories and sometimes in the feed. Um, but let's do this together. There's so much more to come. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and to be just, I don't know. It's been, it's been a great run so far and I'm really excited for what comes next. There's going to be some giveaways also. So make sure you join the morning crew. So I'll see you in the morning, right? Say it back. Say, say you're going to come. All right, cool. Don't lie to me. Just say you're going to come. <laughs> no, I appreciate y'all. Uh, please, please, please take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And, you know, lastly, let me just say this again. This is not a one man show. You might have you might just hear me right now, but there's so much that goes on behind the show. So let me make sure that I give my shout outs. Shout out to Ayana of the A-Lee Company for curating these amazing playlists week after week. I'll be jamming before and after the podcast to get my mind right for these episodes. Um, and I hope you're enjoying them as well. Please, please, please check them out on Spotify. They are fire. Fuego. Um, and also shout out to my other niece, Makita, aka Mott, who just dropped some fire beats. I'm so proud of everything she's doing. Um, she helped with the intro and outro. Fire beats. Fuego. Um, shout out to Dima, who is dope, 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 and doing some great things with the illustration on the podcast. I'm loving the illustrations. Um, he is creating the covers. Shout out to the Sunday group for helping with branding and strategy and shout out to the larger Obsidian team. I appreciate all you guys um, and the community. Thank you guys for listening. I really, really, really want to say thank you for just supporting me um, and being here. And I hope I can continue to support you and give you gems after gems after gems. Um, so, yes, thank you for tuning in once again. And I say this with an honor. Thank you for picking you today. All right, y'all. Peace out.